You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Fear not, stranger. Did you hit both buttons? Mm-hmm. The struggle Perfect. is real. Perfect. This week on the 3DMs podcast, we're going to be talking about psionics and a couple other things, but let's hear that sexy theme song, shan't we? <laughs> Alright everybody, welcome to 3DM's podcast, I'm Jake, I'm joined by Paul as always, and oh my god, look, look It's our it special guest star, the, Clint. The kid has made his triumphant return, yeah. I'm not dead, I survived. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's good to have you back. It is. We, we don't know good, what happened to you. It's good to be back. We were getting we were getting worried. He was kidnapped by gremlins. Even though we see you every Wednesday. Goblins. Still. It's always the goblins. I was getting worried, getting worried. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> Last week, we finished up our discussion on all of the standard classes, your standard array, everything from barbarian to wizard. And with that, we were looking around. We were kind of poking around at what else we could do. And we had an interview lined up this week, but um, sadly, at the last minute, uh, some things happened and we weren't be able to, we aren't able to do that this week. But we are hopefully going to be able to do it here in the next couple of weeks uh, without giving too much away on that. So. From there, before we launch into our discussion on psionics, which was a contentious a, topic, to a be very sure. contentious topic in the car <sighs> ride here, uh, let's pay some bills. <laughs> uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Watchtower Comics and Games in Cards, Comics and Games in Dexter and Milan, Michigan. If you're in the southeastern Michigan area and you have the ability to go in and stop by, please buy some dice, buy some cards, buy something. Christmas is coming, uh, and that game playing person in your life is probably going to want that special something. dm of yours yeah that sweet sweet dm is going to want or some dice players I or guess. an extra player's handbook <laughs> that too yeah they need to buy their own player's handbooks i gotta tell no, you true. i'm tired of providing own. them um <laughs> so yeah stop in to watch tower comics and games give them a like give them a share on facebook uh great people letting us do this show and also, we are recording out of the podcast Detroit Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. If you want to start your own podcast, start your own online radio show, it's really easy. Hit up Podcast Detroit. Um, if you're in the Metro Detroit area, it's as easy as 25 bucks to get started. Start your radio show today. So, as just discussed, psionics. Um, I've, been, I've been dreading this episode. <laughs> it was a very tense car ride. Yes, there was some uh, Rage raised nothing. voices, and I thought I was going to get beaten up in the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> Drake went in for a hug, it, it, we'll clarify. Yes, and punch. I thought I was going to get punched in the face when that happened. Uh, aside from that, um, 
Psionics have a very long history in D&D, but a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, think that they don't fit Dungeons & Dragons. And I, I, I agree where they're coming from. I personally like them. But we'll save the full Sanic talk for later, because right now we're going to talk about the reason we almost got into a, uh, a serious argument in the car, which was we're reviewing the Unearthed Arcana class of the Mystic, one of two classes so far that Wizards has actually released. That and the uh, Artificer, which yep. we're going to be talking about later in this episode. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Artificer, but uh, the Mystic and the fact that, uh, more importantly, Psionics in general in D&D is going to be our primary focus today. So let's dive right into the Mystic. Um, as Available free online. Just Google Unearthed Arcana Mystic, and it's right on the Wizards of the Coast site. i got to tell this, you. This is a, a pretty... Like we have it stapled together in like double sided paper. How many pages? Is it? Like fourteen. It was twenty eight pages. Yeah, so fifteen also, pages. Shout out to my parents for figuring out how to set up a double sided printing without me. Yeah, oh, Lord. Um, yeah, it's a pretty so, hefty amount of stuff. Actually, twenty eight pages. I mean, I didn't go. I meant to, but I just it slipped my mind. It's in a nice fourteen point font. I meant yeah. to compare if there was anything that even crept close. I mean, wizard might. Well, the thing is, all the casting classes have um, all the spell casting in the book, and this is basically uh, okay. There's like four pages of mystic, and then there's twenty five pages of new spells. Like, yeah, well, twenty five pages of mystic abilities. But let's dive into what the mystic is. So. It's. Is this a mystic like my favorite medieval religious figure, Marjorie Kemp, who uh, had visions sent to her from Jesus? More like a Rasputin, I gotta tell you. Ah, toast. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you get the Much more immunity to bullets and cyanide? Uh, yes, actually. And being that's... thrown in the frozen Neva? Don't also, forget. yes. <laughs> Don't forget castration. Yeah, so yeah, this is, this is a little OP'd, if that gives you a little context, very Rasputin esque. Well, we'll talk about that, obviously, in a bit, but Helen's not wrong. There are some definitely some things that I'm like. Uh, and this is coming from the person who is the most ardent defender. I'm, I'm pretty like, sure I'm the only defender of this class in this all right, particular podcast. Let me take a deep breath here and just we on the Three DMs podcast do not tolerate hate or any like social injustice against people who are downtrodden, against people who need help. You know, this is a very inclusive hobby. We don't believe in gatekeeping. We don't believe in anything that can be construed as keeping people away from this game. We want everybody it's, to enjoy it's and not love an elite hobby. Dungeons and Dragons. This is a this is a game for the proletariat, damn it. But th- that kind of plays into like that being why, said, why we were talking about why Jake and I are on the side of we're not a fan of psionics. <laughs> when, when this was first brought up, Paul said, "Oh, psionics next week," and Jake and Clint went Ugh! literally <laughs> collectively <laughs> groaned at the same time and in the same pitch too. Ugh. It was pretty funny. I've trained my son well. Yeah, <laughs> but with that. Fuck psionics. So, one of the rare F-bombs on the show. They deserve yeah, it. Yeah, we're only going to get that one. That's our first that's, one. We only get the only one. Yeah, that's, we only get one. We've, I've hit quota and five minutes into the yeah. show. So <laughs> let's dive in. Let's, let's talk about the actual regular details of the class. It's a eight-hit dice class. It's light armor, simple weapons, although about half of them provide medium armor and martial weapons. Still, like the monk, this is a class that some of the archetypes can put out a beating, but it's definitely not going to want to stay in combat too long because you're only wearing medium armor and you've only got D8-hit dice. Uh, that being said, the saving throws are intelligence and wisdom, which are very good saving throws. Um, when yes. they want them to be intelligence and wisdom. Yes. But we'll dive into when that. When they want more. them to be. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. The skills also are... The thing is, the skills are fairly mediocre because you only get two of them. But the problem is, 
in those skills is perception, the most rolled skill in the game. And you have wisdom as a saving throw, so you should be pumping wisdom. That already is off to a bad start. And a, a good start is in this is a good this is a powered class, but well, they're a lot like they're, they're a lot like paladin in that they require just an incredibly high um, set of stats to work with. On Multiple point by, attribute dependence. Yeah, on point by they are going to have a a very rough day. Uh, That's fine. You can dump of, strength. Yeah, you can always dump and, strength. Uh, charisma, I guess. <laughs> uh, you can always dump charisma. Um, like RP wise, you might need it. Equipment, nothing to mention. It's basically the standard not yeah. wizard equipment bonus. The biggest thing about this, and the biggest reason I like this, and I've had multiple of my friends ask me to talk about this on the show, is the Mystic contains a spellcasting system that is not Vanakin. Fancy him, Vanakin, whatever. It's got a PowerPoint system, which dates way back to the early days of 3.0 DD, which is only like, what, 12 years ago? Uh, yeah, something like that. No, 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 no. Actually, no. Uh, third edition came out in what two thousand? Two thousand three. From I say. So, yeah, before wow. the turn of the century. Yeah, yeah so it's yeah, right fourteen years, that. nearly fifteen years. Uh, third edition can almost drive a car, guys. Yeah. Uh, go on. <laughs> Sorry, it's got standard proficiency bonus, no bonus attack features because it's a full caster. Uh, doesn't know nearly as many spells as a wizard, a cleric, or a druid do. It has access to disciplines instead, which give you a grab bag of powers. But you can only use a certain amount of your points on any given power, which is sort of the equivalent of the spell level restriction. So even though you have six psi points at, at level two, you still can't cast the, uh, well, you can't manifest the ability to fly, which is five psi points, because your limit is you can spend only two points on an ability. So it keeps it um, about par with the wizard, the sorcerer, the cleric, the druid, the bard until about fifth level. Yeah. And they start gaining side points incredibly rapidly. Uh, I love this class. I would use it in my games, but you need to reach your maximum of 64. You can get a 7 one at 18th level, but when is the last time a game you've played has gotten to 18th level? Uh, you need to reach that at like level 12 instead of 10 because you just get them way fast and you can cast nine equivalent of sixth plus level spells a day, which is just insane. Yeah. So just talking about, uh, you know, so that's like general overview and stuff. But let's dive into their subclasses. Mystic, There's a lot of them. Uh, well, yeah. Mystic, if we go back to the older editions where psionics had their own books and there were several psionics classes they're basically taking all of that and they are trying to condense basically a bunch of entire books worth of material crunch it together and put it into subclasses and jake's not wrong you got the soul knife and the wujen both classes that used to be separate now as subclasses of mystic yeah entire classes uh but let's start with order of the avatar um also known as diablo 2 paladin yeah Let's just scroll your wheel fast enough. You'll get all the auras. So uh, the thing is the Order of the Avatar, which I was told to review over is um, the basic powers are nothing to, I guess, look at there. You get two additional disciplines, which almost every discipline gets, and you get proficiency with medium armor and shields, not even martial weapons. So you're still using simple weapons. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it gets three auras and they stack. Yeah. And more than that, some of them are numerical bonuses. And 5th edition is very rare with the numerical bonuses. And the I love the Mystic, but the Mystic hands out numerical bonuses like nobody's business, which is a very bad trend. 
Um, yeah, it, like just looking at so their six level ability is the one that catches the eye because it is a reminder of the most uh, currently complained about spell on the five E forums, the new druid spell from Xanathar's that just allows for an obscene amount of healing, uh, something like ten d six. Every six seconds. What? So doesn't that sort of negate the role of cleric or healing tank? Oh, it gets rid of everybody's healing because the druid's just like, go hang out. I can't – I'm brain farting on the name of the spell right now. But um, every every five minutes I scroll through a forum, there's just like, so how do we deal with this as DMs, guys? You're just mad. <laughs> okay. Lots a wizard did it. But the rule site, a wizard did it. He used magic and you can't use that spell anymore. It's, it's a cheap role-building method, but you can also say – I'm taking some spells out, and you can't stop me because I'm the game master. Yeah. I don't know. I like it, though. I mean, I a, add – It's a really cool spell. I add Cure Wounds to the wizard spell list myself. But. True. Oh, you have wizards more spells? You monster. Uh, <laughs> I, I also I just – just but. along the lines of Jake, like I don't I don't have Revivify in my campaign setting. Yeah. That's so fair, Avatar but. of Healing, uh, that one sticks out because it, I can see where they took this, and they were just like, let's make that a spell, y'all. Um so beginning at 6th level, you project an aura of resilience, and while you are not incapacitated, each ally within 30 feet of you who can see you regains additional hit points equal to your intelligence modifier, minimum of zero. Which and you shouldn't have ever zero, because this is an intelligence-based class, so. Whenever they regain hit points from a psionic discipline, and speaking of psionic disciplines, again, which is like the majority of all this stuff. The thing is, there's only one discipline, this is a healing discipline in the psionics, so. Um, but just pairing these two together, though, you have a person who he pulls bullets out of your body with his mind. I don't know. Um, that being said, like this is a Magneto. fairly minor bonus past about third level because, oh, ooh, you're adding five additional healing to when you're rolling 6d8 healing. That's almost like rolling 7d8 healing. Yeah. Almost. No, it's just a – it's the nice. one that stuck out because, again, just the idea Several. of somebody just going, oh, you're hurt. Actually, believe it or not, the one I'm more worried about is um, what's it called? The Avatar of Battle, which is a numerical bonus to initiative rolls. Yeah, that do not do this, wizards, please. I I don't want plus fifteen to my initiative like you can get in Pathfinder and Third Edition. That's just not that's not fun. For the love of all that is holy. So let's move on because there's a lot. There's a lot to cover. There's the Order of the Awakened, which they're fine. They're investigators. I've got no complaint with them. They make mystery games kind of a joke, but, well, what are you going to do about it? They also do get uh, two additional psionic disciplines at level one. As does almost every discipline, I should point out. Um, So what's what's their big thing here, Paul, with the Awakened ones? Well, there's the ability to walk through walls is pretty good. Uh, it's pretty useful, yeah. It's you know, nice. it's useful. Uh, you can also force people to take disadvantage against your saving throws uh, at sick level, which is... <sighs> and why is this? Because psionics are... Well, Bullshit, go on. that's go on. right. You have to give up your psionic focus, which is the flat bonus you get for just being a psionic until you take a long rest. <laughs> but that being said, you can also just, like, make... And mystery campaigns trivial with psionic investigation is I'm just going to pick up this item and I'm going to learn everything that happened within 20 feet of this item for the past six hours. Yeah, it's even, 24 hours. Even Sherlock Holmes would hate you. He's just yeah. like, you're too good at this. Yeah, Hercule, Hercule Poirot now, would come up and slap you. Now, to be fair, Speak with Dead is also a spell and clerics also get that. So I can't complain too much about it. Which but can they speak any, to the pencil? Uh, animate Hercule object Poirot is a fairly low spell. 
Yeah, this is a straight up Poirot jacuse of a spell. <laughs> and then they're now, like, oh, Zutalor. The know? least. This Frenchman. And he's the like, one I'm that American. I think none of us have any problem with is the Order of the Immortal, which is just, I want to have a ton of hit points. And that's fine because you're a D8 hit die class in medium armor. Sorry, no, you're in light armor with the Discipline of the Immortal. So, ooh, you get wholeness of body. That's so good, and you're already so multi-attribute dependent. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I get uh, temporary hit points that I can't even use to power my uh, cast from hit points abilities. Um, although I will say with uh, – because where is it? It's somewhere in here. Let me find it really fast. Um, there is like an obscene level 20 thing for Mystic that I remember hearing about. Um Oh, yeah, it's Psionic Body. It's their level 20 ability. It this combined with Immortal uh, makes the Mystic, uh, the Mystic Immortal Discipline, perhaps the hardest thing to perma-kill other than, like, say, a Lich. I mean, you just roll, you basically, it says you roll D20. You could really just say just flip a coin. No, because but... it's uh, on a 10 or higher, so you actually have a 55% chance. So let's just go over what that level 20 is in conjunction with Immortal. Because this is how you don't die in D&D um, if you manage to reach level 20. Uh, you are just automatically immune to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. You're damage. resistant, what? not immune. No, okay. Or okay. You're, you're resistant. That's right much back. different. But My you're bad. immune to disease, poison, and poisoned. Um, you no longer age. That's fine. I mean, don't I mean, that's fine, going to get that? Like, yeah. um, but, well, no, they get a timeless body where their innards are still aging, but they look all young and pretty. Ew. Yeah. That's whack. And, uh, whack. But here's here's where it gets shenanigansy. So if you die, you can roll a d20, and on a ten or higher, so fifty five percent chance, uh, instead of dying, you fall unconscious. Your body disappears, and then you pick a spot on your plane of existence and pop up one d three days later. Actually, I don't think you pick it. I think the GM picks it, which is it doesn't say you specifically pick that it. That could be interesting. Actually. No, at a spot of your choice. Oh. Oh, yeah, you're right. My bad. Never mind. Um, that being said. Nice. In your nice house with all your loot, you know. <laughs> that being cool, said, cool uh, an ability that relies on you dying is not an ability that's going to seem much use unless your GM is running Tomb of Horrors. Well, Still, the idea, though, cracks me up that uh, if you combine it with a lot of the other stuff that the immortal gets, well, like immortal will um, and surge of health. So I feel like most of the complaints you guys have, and even uh, Paul's, you know, takeaways from Psionics is that. It's a little bit much for a player to play. Would this make a good villain in a campaign? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the same ish. way. The ish. Yeah. If I, I want psionics, you can make in my anything game. overpowered. Right, exactly. work if you wanted as a to villain. touch, you know, this with a ten foot pole, which apparently you you don't. Um, so. Similar to like how a mind flayer uses stuff like that, it would be cool. But we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about mind flayer mystic. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Oh um, God. The order of the nomad. <laughs> Has Fun. sounds terrifying. Some interesting things <laughs> and the most contentious <laughs> ability, which led to an almost shouting match in the car, which is at first level, whenever they finish a long rest, they can just be proficient in two skills or tools of their choice. You know, and they can change it whenever they want. Yeah. So I'm feeling stealthy today. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling like a history major today. Admittedly, yeah. that's not as strong as it seems because you already have the best skill in the game, perception on your class list. But getting two skills, that whatever you want for free, is basically... A feet and a half. Right. Yeah. Like, if you know you're going to be storming a dungeon the next day, you could be like, oh, now I'm trained in, you know, navigation or, or, or survival. survival. Yeah. And, well, okay, so it's got the usual disciplines. And the rest of these abilities aren't very good, but they're very poorly worded. So as a reaction, you're hit by attack. You can teleport to an unoccupied space that you occupied since the start of your last turn. Uh, so if you're hit on your turn, you can only teleport back to where you started. Yeah. 
<laughs> it is it is a bit of a silly ability, but I, yeah, I, I'm sure it's got it's tactical uses. But if you moved, you probably did not want to continue being there. So, <laughs> uh, although you can always do some kunkka esque shenanigans. Kunkka. Kunkka. Um, yep. Except you're self kunking, but yeah. <laughs> superior teleportation is it's, it's fine. It's whatever. yeah. It's just it's more misty step. Yes. Oh, I dimension door for four hundred and ten feet. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Effortless journey is. Eh, eh, I mean, it's super good because you can no longer be a uh, attack of opportunity, but you have to see where you're going, so you can't exactly use it to go around corners or anything. Yeah. Order of the Soul Knife. This is an excellent one, and I think this is the one that I could probably use unmodified. I actually need uh, one of the packets because that's one that I read. Um. I've read it all. I mean, I thought that I, I thought that the soul knife was was kind of cool as far as psionics <laughs> go. I mean, um, he said very cautiously. Yeah. Right. Um, like at first level, the, the base of the whole thing of soul knife, as the name implies, is you are able to basically manifest. It says right there, manifest a blade of psychic energy. Yeah, psychic damage. The one of the least used damage types. In yeah. The- Fifth edition, but yeah, and also well, also too, that is something about Mystic that also just kind of puts it at that threshold of a little terrifying. Psychic is the rarest damage type in the game, other than Radiant. Yes, that being said, I'd like to remind you the Barbarian also has resistance to psychic damage, which is no, that's the one thing they're actually weak to oh, as Bear Totem. That's the one thing. One. Yeah, that's the one thing Bear Totem don't like is psychic damage because Bear Totem is just like hit me with your God Fire, hit me with your regular fire, lightning, poison. I mean, that makes sense. Ice, cold, it's- fists. In Pokemon, yeah. Daggers, psychic, I don't care. Psychic Hit it all. Listen, I'm the yeah. barbarian. I'm the bear totem barbarian. I take all your damages. I don't believe in your damages. And then Psychic shows up and they're like, oh, shit. Maybe I do believe in oh, damage. Oh, no. Maybe I should just rush up to them and pummel them with their D8 hit dice and light armor proficiency. Well, it also says as a bonus action, after you attack, you can take a bonus action to prepare. It's not even after attack. Whenever you want. Well, Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just saying I would see that used mostly like after an attack. Yeah, I mean, you can just get two bonus to AC. You, yeah, you just add turn. two to your AC yeah. using a bonus action. It's not even prepare. concentration. Just if you have nothing better to do with your bonus action, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna half shield myself. Done. At at, <laughs> at third level, you spend your uh, side points to augment your knife, uh, going all the way up to. Uh, if you spend seven, you get to add plus four to attack and damage. So you can basically just go, this is a knife, and your knife grows like another eight inches Well, in your exactly. Hand. Okay. Yeah. Now, no, I'm going to understand. Wh- right. I'm gonna, it's a knife. I'm going to tell you where it's the developers came from on that. Um, you're trying to play a melee class that doesn't have the extra attack feature. Right. <laughs> so take a step back here and think about that, Ramon. The second thing is uh, you're still doing D8 with your uh, psychic blades by the time that your barbarian has moved on to a plus four great mall of smashing or whatever right. and you're still using just a d8 so yeah you can spend some side points and make your blades a plus four weapon at, you have to be level nine to do it so not that big of a deal at but. sixth level uh whenever you kill an enemy creature with your soul knife you immediately regain two side points that's fine there's no so i mean yeah that's, the amount of side points you get is so enormous that two is hardly worth noting at sixth level because you're getting 27 or something already and then starting at 14th level, you can make an attack that phases through most defenses. As an action, you can make one attack with your soul knife and treat the target's AC as 10 against that attack. Most yes. Regardless defenses. of what the target's it? actual AC. So you could have like – Come on. This is not literally, You can do this whenever you want. Yeah, you, could, you could have literally the heaviest armored dude in the world. Again, the Psyblade looks at the bear totem barbarian and goes, 
I will make you believe in damage. Exactly. Oh, no, I took eight damage with my 300 oh, hit points. <laughs> oh, your, your armor class is 24. I don't think it is anymore. It's actually 10. It's 10. That's... My problem with this ability is it doesn't cost any side points. If it costs one side point, I think, or like one or two or something side points, that'd probably be fine because, oh, yeah, you're doing 1d8 plus four damage with a weapon that doesn't add your strength modifier. Ooh. It's like yeah. you could do more with a magic missile, and that doesn't care. But I guess I can understand why it doesn't cost a side point because that is 14th level. It is I a 14th mean, level. I've been really playing, I've been, like I said, I've been playing with Jake for over a year now, and we're only level 13. Yeah. So, like, it takes a while. Uh, but... Generally, Soul Knife is one of the ones we can all agree with is probably usable even by players because you don't get any bonus yes. disciplines. It's you're playing a monk without the ability Somebody to flurry or make extra attacks, yeah, and you get some minor spell abilities. All right, uh, so that last one is the Wu Gen. So go take us away, Jake. Wu Gen is actually my personal favorite one because if there is any way that I could see psionics working, it would be as an extension of a monk class. And this has yeah. all the flavorings that that Eastern flavoring that you normally get for a monk class. Um, and it also, it's like they wanted to maybe try again with the uh, master of the four elements, master of four elements. Yeah. And, and do it in a slightly better way. And that's what order of Wu Gen is. So you've got, you get their bonus disciplines, which, you know, a lot of these get. All, get, all of them but Soul Knife get it, I think. So. Um, well, and uh, Avatar. Avatar yeah. doesn't get them either. Mm-hmm. Hermit's Study, which gives you more skills. Um, good skills, too. Yeah, respectable skills. Not nomad-level skills, but whatever. Yeah. We, can't, we can't all be overpowered. We all can't be broken. Or can we? <laughs> So Same and then so starting at third level um, at their uh, you know the the big the big money level for a lot of people um, you get elemental attunement when a creature resistance reduces the damage dealt by a psionic dis, uh, discipline of yours you can spend one side point to cause that use of the discipline to ignore the creature's resistance can't spend this point if doing so would increase the discipline's cost above your side point limit so you can't do it with like seventh power yeah uh, manifestation that being said i'm grateful it doesn't go over immunity <laughs> i was like fire elemental burn <laughs> it wouldn't shock me oh, it hurts i'm what is this feeling Extra i've been fire. feeling my entire life this is what i've been doing to people <laughs> oh god i've been doing this to people i regret everything, <laughs> I regret everything i've done um at sixth level they get arcane dabbler so they learn three wizard spell of their choice and the spells must yeah. be between first and third level so they can't get above third level spells to be fair i do like to imagine that when they were making this like they forgot to add that first and third level point at some point and someone was just reading it and spit out their coffee like at sixth level just like you get wish now what are you doing okay um, now my fear oh, with this is you get wish um you guys weren't around here for this but spell to power was a optional rule for psionics, which allowed them to use any spell as a psionic ability. And that was horrifying. It buffed the scion to, like, the top of Tier 1, only behind, like, Planar Shepherd, Druid, and Codzilla. Yeah. So I'm glad they only made it up to 5th level. A lot of good spells are in levels 1 to 5, but you don't get the really 
game-breaking stuff. And you only get three of them total. Yeah. And this is the full caster archetype. So yeah. as a uh, yeah, as a bonus action, you can spend side points to create spell slots uh, that you can use to cast these spells as well as other spells you are capable of casting. The side point cost of each spell slot is detailed below, and so it's basically you're blowing seven points for a fifth-level spell. Which is, is pretty good. You know, and it scales down from there six for four, uh, two for a first-level spell, which is reasonable. It fits well into their point system. It, yeah, it fits mm-hmm. identically into how their system works, but, well. Spell slots remain until you use it, yada, yada, yada. And whenever you gain a level in this class, you can replace one of those chosen wizard spells with a different spell from first to third level. I'd actually like to see that go up just slightly Maybe access to, to fourth, fourth level or fifth. Yeah, at fourteenth plus level, maybe. Yeah, but um. Oh right, you can only use the, you can only use the spell slots on first to third level spells. You can make them up to fifth level spells. Yeah, so you still can get a big fireball in, or yeah. um, but just there's a lot of great utility spells at fourth and fifth level too. So letting them dip into that, but I think just fourth level probably. Yeah. But, but we're past we the main the main meat of Mystic, and we're on to the terrifying part. Discipline. Disciplines. So that being said, there are, I want to say 30 disciplines. There's probably more, and I'm going to get called out in the comments section. But each discipline has a couple abilities, the components that it needs to do, how long it takes, any concentration you need to take, and a focus, which is you can have a focus in any psionic discipline you know, and that gives you a passive bonus as long as you're focusing on that discipline. Some of your uh, subclass abilities cause you to give that up, like the ability to force somebody to take disadvantage on your saving throw. And they're Smiles. usually things like, oh, you have advantage on this skill nobody cares about. All right. Paul, right. are you ready for speed round? I am. Let's go. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, oh, ding, ding, ding. there's a bell. Uh, oh, yeah. We finally get to use the bell, guys. Oh, yes, use the bell. Are you ready? I'm ready. Adaptive body, go. Uh, that you don't, you can be the ultimate creature. You ignore sleep, eating, and you know, br- drinking, whatever that would benefit you. You don't do, you can just run instead of uh, sleeping, and that counts as the same thing. Please, just not auto run. Uh, 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 Bitch, go. You can just get resistance, whatever you want. Um, aura sight is you get bonus on, advantage on wisdom check, um, insight checks, which is. All right. so you get wise. a bunch of uh, di- uh, divination spells. All right. Bestial form is the terrifying one. This is horrifying. Uh, th- okay, so you get a decent melee damage power. You also can get advantage on perception tests for two psi points for an hour and flying for an hour. Brute Force, go. Ladies and gentlemen, you brute can force fly. Is, it's okay. I've got no complaints with Brute Force. It's... If you're trying to do strength things in the Mystic, you can probably just play a different class. Celerity, go. Ah! Actually, it's not that overpowered. You can run very fast, and your sci- action five lets you make a bonus attack. So you can pretend to be a fighter if you're or playing no, um, a soul knife. Corrosive metabolism, go. I have nothing to say about this. This is just acid damage, the uh, discipline. Gotcha. Crown of despair, go. Uh, do you want to make people afraid of you? There's two of these that do this, and we're going to be covering the next one in a second. <laughs> Uh, this one is uh, if you don't take saving throws, you lose reactions and you uh, <laughs> you can just hit people for psychic damage. Everyone that uh, can see you, you can dominate people. Actually, no, you can't dominate. You can incapacitate people whenever you feel like it, as long as they make a saving, as long as they don't make a saving throw, which is terrifying. Yeah, crown disgust. Go. Uh, there's a lot of powers in here Button that hand. do tons of. Psychic damage, but they're pretty much all area of effect. Okay. Crown of Rage, go. Uh, do you want to make something run at you in blind fury? Because that's all this discipline does. <laughs> gotcha. Is it more Naruto running? Uh, 
the thing is, you can target even an allies with this. So in case you're jerk ass rogue is being like oh Misty Girl he's like no you're running at him right now you can't do anything else go 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 <laughs> alright so you can uh, be a jerk Dominion Nation go love it uh, said that one wrong well but. this is an interesting one it's basically um, the stealth one there's a whole bunch of things to turn tiny and turn difficult to see and well your psychic focus is advantage on stealth uh, microscopic form by the way my favorite idea go on a body adventure <laughs> giant growth go uh Giant form is probably one of the most powerful uh, manifestations in this class. The thing is, the rest of these kind of suck, and you have to be ninth level to use it. Yeah, if you take these two, you can actually play Ant-Man, by the way, which is just fun. Yeah. Uh, moving on. In- Intellect Fortress, go! Uh, mind flayers can go fuck themselves. All right. Bitchin'. <laughs> There's two. We have definitely hit the quota. Yeah. That's that's all Sorry, that's all this is is ooh you get bonuses to saving throws against mental attacks. Yeah, we ooh. can't even say an F bomb next week now. Yeah. Iron durability, go. Uh worst barbarian rage. Gotcha. Mantle of all, go. Worst barbarian uh, No saving throw charms. How this about, is terrifying. How about mantle of command? Go. Uh this is the one I don't know very well, I had to admit. But that being said, this is the uh, support discipline one. You can make your allies do things. You can play a warlord because apparently they've been listening into our podcast and telling us, oh, you can play a warlord. You just have to be psychic to do it. Mm, yeah, annoying. Mantle of courage. Terrible. Go. More support abilities. Mantle of fear. Uh, you know how I said there were two dis- disciplines that cause everyone in an area to become afraid? There are actually three. Okay. <laughs> Mantle of fear. Here you go. This is the second slow. Uh, this one incites barbarian rage in your allies rather than. Hey, you want to run heedlessly at people? This is the useful one. Yeah, this is how Avatar turns everybody into a uh, barbarian. Mantle of Joy, go. Uh, this is the one you use when you're trying to be the face, even though you're an intelligence-based class. Yeah, that's weird and that's creepy. I don't like it. Uh, it's also, there's a lot of support abilities, too, but there's... Advantage on persuasion makes you better persuasion than most bards. Keep it going, Paul. You're halfway there. we got 11 more pages to go. Mantle of Air. Mastery uh, of Air. Go. Lord have mercy. Mantle of Air. Uh, flying. Ignoring difficult terrain. Uh, attack rolls have disadvantage for 10 minutes against you. What? <laughs> Mastery of Fire. Go. Uh, this is the damage one. I mean, you can kind of emulate some of the wizard fire abilities, and you can... Yeah, there's a fireball. There's rolling... There's Flaming Sphere, there's uh, summoning abilities which make me worry very hard because summoning is kind of what broke wizards in 3rd edition and now mystics have it as well. Mastery of Force, go. This one really wanted to make all the Bigby spells into one discipline and that's basically what that is. Okay. Uh, Let's see, what's one? Mastery of Ice, I believe. I don't know almost anything about this one. I'm really showing my uh, inexpertise. That being said, this one is uh, area control and it's got also some stuff which is I mean, it's a generally useful discipline. I've got no complaints about it. Light and darkness. Go. You don't like vampires. You can hurt vampires very badly. And you can summon even more monsters, which is terrifying. Mastery of water. Go. Don't worry. I got you on this one. Yeah. Waterbender. Yeah. You're a waterbender. Have fun. And more summoning of elementals, which is worrying. Mastery of weather is, uh, did you want to play Storm from X-Men? Because that's what this does. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Mastery of wood and earth. Go. Uh, this is the better version of the metal body one. Okay. <laughs> you get resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing uh, for a minute, which is just, you have to choose one with iron body, so how would you ever take that over this? Get used to the bell, folks. We're, we're only halfway there. Nomadic arrow, go. Uh, this is the one where you wanted to play the Zen Archer, but they haven't added that yet, so they gave you this instead. <laughs> Nomadic chameleon, go. Ah, uh, jeez. I actually didn't. Got a lot of no man's. 
There's a lot of nomadic ones because that's basically all the nomadic ones can take. And then you are a loner as a psychic. Uh, this is the no second. This is the second stealth one, but this one lets you play a shadow dancer. All right, yeah. nomadic mind, go. Uh, this gives you even more skills because Lord, you needed that as a nomad. I count six total skill, oh, seven total skills you can be proficient in at will, and that's before backgrounds. Oh, How many free. skills are there? Hey, in but Paul, what if I'm a half elf nomad? Then you can get a ton of spells. I don't want to think about skills. it. Nomadic step. Go. Uh, oh, and it lets you ignore any languages. That's fine, I guess. Uh, nomad step is the teleport one. Do you, do you want to teleport? That's what it does. It, uh, <laughs> there is an ability called Phantom Caravan. I don't know what it is. I just want to be on it. Uh, it Move lets down. you teleport six willing creatures of your choice in yourself up to one mile to a spot you can see. Clint, our funk band is going to be called Phantom Caravan. Precognition, go. Please, uh, let's do it. This one is the GM's worst nightmare because it lets you retroactively declare disadvantage on attacks. I fucking hate psionics. Okay, we can't say <laughs> F-bombs for three weeks now. Jeez, well, this is what happens when we talk about psionics. In a swear, swear jar. Also, yeah. advantage on initiative yeah, rolls. Why? We do. <laughs> Psionic restoration, go. This is the healing one. This is the only one that grants any healing as far as I can tell. Uh, all right. Oh, you're beating me on the page flips. Uh, the next one is psionic weapon, which is... Um, Hey, do you want the uh, soul knife to be more soul knifey? This is the one you take. More soul, two soul, two knife. Especially because one of their abilities is literally just a missing step in the soul knife uh, plus damage bonus. <laughs> Augmented weapon is just the soul knife damage bonus for plus three instead of plus two or plus four. All right. Okay. Psychic assault, go. You want to be a mind flare. Gotcha. Psychic disruption, go. Uh, this one is even more area control because, Lord, they needed that. All right. Psychic inquisition, go. Uh... This is the one that should be outlawed in every major city because it lets you alter people's memories and destroy their minds. Home stretch, Paul. Psychic phantoms. Go. Illusions. Did you want to make illusions? There are no illusions other than this one, so go ahead and use that one. Oh, and it, it has a lot of abilities that uh, force creatures to see things that aren't, and it uses intelligence saving throws, which are incredibly rare. Like, you can say, oh, all your allies are going to betray you. Make an intelligence saving throw, and everyone's like, is this the only intelligence saving throw in this game that we've rolled so far? I think it is. Telepathic contact, go. Uh, did you want to talk to people with your mind? Because now you can. Third eye, go. Uh, this is for probably merged with precognition. This is just basically a bunch of sight bonuses. I mean, oh, you get a wavering eye, which is literally worse than beast form because you can't just – you get it for one minute instead of an hour. All right. And let's just blaze through psionic talents really fast. Beacon. Uh This is kind of a useless one. <laughs> it's just light, which is a cantrip. Yep. Blade meld. Go. You can't be disarmed. <laughs> Blind spot. Go. Uh, you can force a creature to perceive you as invisible if they fail a wisdom saving throw. Delusion. Go. Uh, you can use illusions on people. One person, to be precise. Energy beam. Go. Uh, Wait, I got you on this one. Shitty Eldritch Blast. Uh, okay, it's not... Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of worth told. The yeah. thing is, it's a non-psionic blast. as a non-psionic point requiring damage nuke, which you might need. All right. Light step. Uh, you move faster, and you can stand up for free. Mind meld. Uh, you can talk to somebody with your mind. Mind slam. Clint, this one's on you. This one's stupid. Mind slam? Mind slam. This one is on, on, this one's on me. Well, As an action, you target one creature you can see within 60 feet of you. The target must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 force damage. And with that, they <laughs> fail that. They're knocked down. All right. It doesn't matter how la large they are other than if they're size psychic, large. Psychic body All slam. Right. Mind thrust, go. Uh... This is also another take damage ability, except it's psionic. It's psychic damage instead of fire damage or whatever. <laughs> psionic version of Eldritch Blast that's actually decent. It's a decent version <laughs> of it. Mystic Charm, go. Uh, 
Charm person at will. Mystic hand, go. Mage hand at will. Psychic hammer. Well, this one lets you shove people around however you see fit, as long as they keep feeling strength-saving throws. How many strength-saving throws do you see in the game outside of gust of wind? Very true. All right, guys. I, we, I think uh, that's all of it. We did, we we did, did it. We did get. We did get a comment. Cheers we did get a comment. Here, our favorite uh, fan. Yes, our Fado, our, our, our favorite fan said, "I'm really enjoying forcing Paul to do things rapid fire via the bell." Would watch again. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe a major segment. That was terrifying. All right, and with that, we are going to take a quick break so Paul can get his stuff back together. We're going to talk about Artificer just a little bit, but before we go, uh, please like and share our podcast. Every like and every share gives helps us. If you like what we're doing, tell your friends. Tell your grandma. Uh, we don't swear this much usually, but psionics brings out the worst in people. There was literally um, nearly a fight in the car. Yeah. I had to tell um, him I turned the We'd car like around. to thank our sponsor, Watchtower Comics and Games in Southeastern Michigan. Watchtower Comics and Games. If you need some dice, you need some books, Christmas is a coming. Uh, stop on in if you're in the Southeastern Michigan area. Buy some books, buy some dice. In beautiful Dexter and Milan, Michigan. Yep, they've they, done a lot for us. They've done a lot for us. They've helped us out a lot. And uh, if you're not in the Michigan area, just go give them a like on Facebook. Show that support. Give uh, you know Get them a decent following so people at least know where they are. Um, and if you've ever wanted to start your own radio show, Check out Podcast Detroit if you're in the southeastern Michigan area. You can start your own internet podcast and radio show for a very, very low price. It's a lot easier than you could ever imagine. Great studios, great people to work with. Podcast Detroit. We'll be back, folks. Five minutes. Thank you for your patience. Take a breather. For our listeners who had some trouble following our rapid-fire discussion, we recommend listening to the podcast on maybe like – 0.75 0.75 speed on iTunes there. Yeah, that was my bad. I was talking way too fast, but I was covering 15 pages in 10 minutes. So it was gold. Please that bear was with me. A, a hero's effort. Uh, that being said, I really do think the Mystic is good while those two are gone. I mean, Jake and Clint, uh, they're good friends yeah, of mine. I love them, cool. but yeah. I... Actually, one of my... There are uh, things I would recommend changing, but... I think it's solid. But and these are, you know, they're not really a god-based power. And actually, as a medievalist, and one of my shouting history traits is about my favorite medieval mystic, Marjorie Kemp. And she was granted several divine powers by lo- the Lord or whomever, and including some of these, which sound legit. And also, I love a hermit and outcast, and I love an opportunity, you know. I feel like this roleplay-wise could be a very good NPC or yeah. villain. But or just a... <laughs> All right, now that we got the gang all back together. Gang, gang. Yeah, we're, well, we're back. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, we just needed to let Paul cool off and get some uh, midnight winter air. I've never seen anybody run through the studio here at Podcast Detroit so quickly <laughs> after he got that door open. It was gold. So um, we are not going to have enough time to talk about Artificer, give enough time to Artificer, as much love as it needs. So Tune in next week for that one. Tune in next week for Artificer, and we Which will also do our post-mortem on, if you're tired of hating, t- tune in next week. On classes. But the Haterade will continue. The Haters Ball 2017 of Dungeons & Dragons will continue as we're going to talk about psionics for the rest of the time we As have. a mechanic itself, correct? We're not talking Well, we're talking about mechanics. Class. Well, not necessarily mechanics, young Clint. We are going to talk about psionics and your setting. Psionics and you. Uh, now, I do want to take a brief moment aside to say that um, I'm a strong – believer in any non-Vanakin system and the PowerPoint system is solid, I think. Oh, I think it's a great system. I think the class itself is well um, it's well built. It's interesting. It needs some bounce yeah. tweaks, but that's why it's in our Unearthed Arcana rather than a full book. Yeah. Um, I think the class itself is really good. I just think that psychic powers are stupid. <laughs> as, as a DM, yeah. You're, you're just... 
You can probably is, reflavor this as some sort of monk ability, or the Wu, you can just flavor as only Wu Zhen with their weird. I'm not sure I shouldn't say weird because it's just different style of magic from the far off lands of not China. Definitely not China. <laughs> Definitely not China. The the first the the, the first uh, campaign that I ever played, the first character I ever played was a wizard, and I was asking my DM. Uh, very experienced guy about spellcasting because obviously I was extremely new to the game. Starting and he the started talking about he, yeah, oh yeah, it was, it was bad because that's like that was D four wizards <laughs> and uh, not good. But Everybody. he started talking about magic and went through all of it, and then he goes, "Unless you're doing psionic," and a wise man once said, "We don't talk about psionics." He that my hatred for psionics started long ago. <laughs> uh, it's been a slow burn. So we're I'm, not here to talk about why we hate them. Mm. Uh, you guys are. I'm not, but we do. <laughs> but we're just here to discuss it. So let's talk about psionics in your campaign setting. Let's do some actual. We are three what, DMs, yeah, and the listeners' campaign. Setting. As funny as it is to watch me try to down. review. All, sorry to interrupt. No, um, as funny as it is to watch me try to review all the disciplines, we should probably talk about how you can actually fit this into your setting rather than just the mechanics of it. Because right. again, we're a dungeon master podcast. So all right, guys. I'm going to start with you, Clint, because you are the yeah. youngest, the freshest of the blood here. Okay. In terms of DMing, how would you put psionics in your game? Yeah. I want to hear. I want to hear your. If ideas. you had to, if I if gun I, to your head, if I if I had to put psionics, in... if Samantha wanted to play your <laughs> game and she wanted only to wanted Mystic. to play Mystic, um, man, that's really tough. I would. <laughs> I mean, I would. I guess I would, because I I tried with any sort of like magic or anything like that to like justify why it's there. Um, A good practice, I have to tell you. So like it's it's honestly it's kind of hard for me to justify psychic powers. Um, I mean, maybe you're. I would just have it that you're like born with it, I guess. And it's a very rare thing, like a sorcerer in a way. Though. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I this, uh, psionics, psionics in general. I mean, maybe I would let a player character do it, but psionics would not be a thing that would be heavily used by NPCs in my campaign setting yeah. by any means. It'd be a pretty, a pretty limited thing, yeah. and a pretty rare thing to One see in the world. Yeah. yeah, like there's there's twenty in the entire world. And exactly, like six million. So there did used to be. I can't remember. It might be Pathfinder or it might be 3-5. But there was, uh, you know, basically if you wanted to play Psionic, there was a – you roll a D100. And if you got that was, 95 or up – or was that third edition? That was AD&D. Was it? First edition. You what? rolled one D100 for every character. And if you got a 97 plus, they were psychic. Hmm. I could have swore that was uh, – I guess they carried it over. And 3.5 edition and – sorry, I should say 3-point Pathfinder as the uh, <laughs> joke statement goes uh, – Generally speaking, a psionic is an entire class. I believe that Pathfinder, which I'm not going to talk about too long because I don't have many nice things to say about it. <laughs> Separate uh, Hater's Ball. Hater's Ball 2 Is <laughs> they released a book entirely of psionic classes. Uh, the the occultist, the uh, the medium, and some other stuff I don't care about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Hater's Paul, and the person yeah. with the most love for uh, psionics in this room, how would you put him in? There's lots of ways I can put them in games other than Dungeons and Dragons, I have to tell you. But we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons here. So yeah. I would either put them in with the Wu Gen and the Soul Knife could easily be seen as an extension or a different kind of monk training. Because they can already jump like a hundred feet in the air. So is it really Oops. such a hard thing to imagine that they could make their skin proof against bludgeoning weapons? 
Uh, the other thing I could do if I wanted is psionics are a – I can use psionics straight up depending on the setting. One of my settings, in fact, uses them but only for a, a couple races like Mind Flayers and Nephilim and some aberrations like Aboleths and Beholders and so on and so forth. And the last one is you can just refluff this as a different kind of magic. It's not – that difficult. I mean, you can change the psychic damage to some other types, and you can say, yeah, you're casting uh, arcane or divine spells instead, except you're using a different system. You're not using Vanakin magic. <laughs> when we, you guys were having it out in the parking lot, Jake, you brought up that this would work as you know a sort of like alien race magic. So uh, before we go into my stuff, Helen, actually, I want to hear your opinions, because even though you aren't a DM yes. yet, give it time. <laughs> One of us. Oh. One of us. I know I'm your stage manager, y'all, and we got ten minutes. We got. I know. But uh, do you have any ideas? Any uh, ways to implement psionics in, like, roleplay wise, at least? Um, well, if you were to do a campaign setting, do you have any 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 ways you would do it? Let's to get everybody. Yeah, I think I think having you know Anne Hermit, who is a psychic, you know, to play maybe not this oracle isn't a subclass of this, but they would play the traditional role of an oracle. You know, you would go to them and ask them a question and they would might know the answer. What? What? You're laughing at <laughs> Sorry, me. Sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at what just popped up in my head when there's one psionic guy. I was going to ask, can he walk or is he in a wheelchair? Is his name Charles Xavier and is his brother a barbarian? <laughs> you don't see role yes. Your weapons cannot harm me. See, again, I'm the juggernaut. This is, a, this is an example of how you can incorporate maybe a pop culture character into your campaign. You know, say, oh, I like their powers. I like the way they're characterized. Give them a different name and, you know, just yeah. call it's me a like, story. To reference, be pretty dumb. I'm going to hit you with your own pimp. <laughs> See, I, I guess uh, now now that I've had a little bit of time to think if I can throw in here like yeah, a, yeah. a little bit of briefly. a uh, – Briefly, yeah. Uh, it, just just as you said, kind of like with the Wujian thing where uh, similar to like monk monasteries, I guess I would kind of do the – it would be pretty limited but maybe like a circle of psionics or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. and they might all be hermits together or separately, you know. Kind of like a circle of archdruids or something I mean, like that but it's just like there are a very select few people on – on the planet that can actually tap into like this and they train power, all of them. Yeah. It's so it's difficult. Like Shaolin. It's difficult for me still to find a way to justify it because, um, for me, if there's going to be psychics and there's going to be magic, it's it's one or the other, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's a weird system. Like in 40k in Warhammer 40k, I love psychers. I psychers love the fact that there's psychic powers because basically. there is no magic, but they fill that same kind of role. They <clears throat> are able to do, you know, because there's pyromancy. Like when you get into the idea of um, biokinesis, pyromancy, divination, and telepathy. I yeah, believe. when you get into the idea of all these various things that psychics can do in various types of, uh, you know, because there's a rich history in literature and uh, other mediums of things that psychics can do. It's yeah. basically magic right. just with their brain. I mean, and yeah. Heck, even the chaos psychers literally perform sacrificial rituals and call it sorcery. So, so I mean, for me, yeah, it's... If, if, if perhaps you have a more sort of tech-based setting, if you're doing the... Uh, God, what was it? What we were playing with? Spelljammer? No. Um, if only Spelljammer. That's great. <laughs> Play Spelljammer, guys. What was it? It was like the tech um, manual. It would be. Yeah, if you're playing something where you might want to limit, say, wizards. Yeah. For haters. Now, yeah, if I so if I were to do a D and D setting, um, and this is actually going to reflect a lot of comics I've been reading lately because I've been going through the Dark Knights Metal stuff, which is sweet. Um, I would do like 
I would do my version of the world. This would be one of those things where I would take players who have played my world for a long time and do like the what if everything bad happened example mm. and magic is gone and psychers would be in charge. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, my final note, and this is a more general note because this is a, a DMs podcast, is do not add anything to your setting just because somebody – I mean you can do it if somebody wants to play it. But the thing is if you're adding something to your setting just because you want to use the mechanics rather than the fluff, your setting is going to quickly become a hodgepodge kitchen sink. And I don't think that's a very good idea. Yeah. For me, I think they're really good. Clint, we'll get to you in one okay. second. I think it's a really good idea. Like, psionics are a really good idea, and magic's a really good idea, but the marriage of the two is weird. Because um, mm -hmm. the other thing that uh, mystics and sorcerers have in common from the main classes is that they're supposed to be very unique and very rare. And so suddenly the idea, because that's all a mystic is still kind of to me, is instead of being born with magic power, they are born – instead of being born with the arcane, they are born with the psychic. Mm -hmm. So sort of in – a variant of the sorcerers. I yeah, see except then suddenly they can do way more than sorcerer. But they ain't got meta magic. So, a uh, question for you guys. Have you guys both played the Fable games? Yes. I have not actually played okay. Fable. I've well, played Fable. having played the Fable games, uh, th this is something with the, uh, when you brought it up, uh, with everything going bad, <clears throat> would you do something along the lines of like the way that Fable did? Where in Fable 1, magic was very popular, and then as the games progressed into 2 and then eventually getting to 3, as technology started to kind of take over, magic started to dwindle. Would you kind of like give that dynamic shift of magic into psychic? It depends because that is a very – like that's almost question. a topic for a show. In fact, we could probably talk about that for an hour. Yeah. Compared to like, oh yeah, uh, Shadowrun. Did you want to play a film noir in a magic setting with elves and dwarves? That's what you can do. You know, because I mean, you know, and this is yeah. another thing. Like, um, it kind of you know just briefly to get into the guns and D and D debate, mm -hmm. um, which I think is something we're going to do in the future too. Um, it it can be argued that guns would never be invented because there's magic. Yeah, like why would you well, invent I mean, a gun when you can just cast magic missile at like second level? That's the that's the general consensus as to why a lot of or how a lot of people justify lack of technology and lack of uh, societal advancement in the media. Medieval stasis. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's good what point. I was looking for. And Ultimately, I blame Tolkien's fantasy shorthand, but okay. To be fair, Tolkien was writing for a setting a lot earlier than people seem to think. It is like <laughs> no, I know exactly. Yeah. Chainmail is considered top of the line in right. Tolkien's setting. Yeah. So yeah, but I like psionics. These uh, two don't like psionics. Do we, All right, we have yeah, a no, couple let's, minutes but, left. We have a comment though. Right. Uh, Ken asks, "Well, I do play Spelljammer campaign that I have updated through the EDs and have a good of the mind that." Are the, yeah, a god of the mind that are the only ones with psionic powers. Psy powers. Yeah, um, sort of cler varying clerics. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, well, okay. I like it. Final thoughts, but one quick thing. Uh, we are a very big fan of the Henderson scale plot derailment here on this show. Um, we will share it, and uh, I will also share the story that is also known as the Double Henderson, also known as uh, ending a game so badly that the entire party disbanded after the DM had tried to restart the game because of the actions that a player took. And basically, this is how you screw over psychers uh, or psionics in just the most fantastical way. It's an excellent read, so we'll be sharing both the Henderson scale of plot derailment. I think that we should do just an uh, we should do a bit on an episode about the Henderson scale. I, I don't think an entire episode, maybe like a section. No, I mean but a segment. Of, final of thoughts, an episode guys. About it. Final thoughts, guys. We got to wrap up. I love the Mystic. Um, that being said, I would probably need to take an axe to it as far as balance goes. A lot of stuff needs to be pruned. Okay. And on Psychers, Paul. 
I like psychers. I know you guys don't, but I've made entire settings where the only kind of casters are psychers. Fair. Clint. In the event that the only type of casters were psychers, I would probably be okay with it. Um, as far as Mystic is concerned, I think that it is kind of a cool – it could be a cool thing if psionics are in your campaign setting. Um, but I would probably use uh, psychic, psionics or mystics in general rarely like I do mind flayers. All right. Helen, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I agree with Clint and with Paul using them rarely. And then also it RP-wise, it gives you a chance to uh, use my favorite Victorian conceit, hiring a hermit to make your ground look fancy. Yes. And on my final thoughts for it, uh, mystic is a well-made class. It needs balancing issues, but the design philosophies it, behind it are really cool. It looks fun to play. Um, as far as psychics go in a game, um, I think they are an acceptable choice. I think they're something that can, you can fit into your campaign if you feel it, but you keep your damn psychers away from my precious Aelin. You <laughs> bastards. These are my toys and you can't play with them. Exactly. And with that, I'm Jake. I'm Clint. I'm Paul. And I'm Helen. Roll well next week, guys. Uh, we got a bunch of big news coming up, so please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, like and share us. Please show us love. We need love. And we'll see all of you next oh, week. But don't forget, we should thank Watchtower Cards and Comics for all they've done for us. Yes, we should. What a fine idea. Watchtower Comics and Games in Dexter and Milan, Michigan. As a Milan High School grad, go Big Reds. Just wanted to say that and throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that they opened up a comic shop in Milan. That's awesome. <laughs> I know, right? Made me really happy as a guy from Dexter. Dreadnoughts! Uh, <laughs> well, they've done a lot for us. We can't thank them enough. Yeah, good people, man. Check them out. Buy some dice. Buy some comics. Buy some figures. They probably have some. If you're in southeastern Michigan. And if you're not, uh, find them on Facebook. Give them a like. Give them a share. Show them Mm -hmm. some love. Uh, We are recording out of the podcast Detroit Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. You're in southeast Michigan. You want to start your own radio show. You want to start your own online podcast. It's easier than you could imagine. Very low cost. Very professional studio. Very professional people. And it's a lot of fun to be had. If you got an idea for a show and you're in the southeastern Michigan area, check out Podcast Detroit. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Vengeance, the force of evil. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons.